Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Holistic Finance. I am Ryan Burklow. And I'm Alex Collins. And on today's episode, we're going to talk about fees. Yay, everyone's favorite subject. Specifically, the fees inside of investments, which is probably one of the more misunderstood um, pieces of investing. And, you know, we've been going along this track now of kind of the intro to investing, the rules of investing, where return comes from, right? So in the end, these investment management companies have to make money to stay in business. Uh, Agreed. And so they charge a fee to do so, which you, the investor, will pay. So we're going to talk about the cost you see inside of your portfolio and we're also going to talk about the cost you don't see. And it's not that the the investment companies are trying to pull a fast one on you. It's just it's just not reported on the investment statement and it's just embedded in everything that they're doing for you. So right. that that's the point of today's episode. Um so without further ado, let's kind of jump right in here, Alex. Let's talk about the the costs that people see on their statements. Yeah, this this really bring breaks down into three different categories. Uh, one is the cost of buying an investment. Uh, the second is the cost of selling an investment, and then third is the annual cost of the investment or having the investment account. Yeah, so, so let's jump right in. Obviously, when you're buying and 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 selling funds, stocks, bonds. There is there is what they call a market maker out there that actually charges a fee to actually transact that business for you. Yeah, when so the, that's actually like we're kind of getting into the difference between the the shown fees and the hidden Fair. fees. Right, I already jumped to the the hidden. So once <laughs> you once you jump into the the cost we see, sorry. Sure. Uh, so the cost that we see, um, there's oftentimes an upfront cost. This could be a trading cost. This could be a percentage. It could be a load. There's a couple different names for it, depending upon what we wind up, what we're purchasing and how, um, whether it's a mutual fund, whether it's a, an ETF, whether it's a stock, a bond, whatever we're buying. Um, sometimes there's an upfront cost to buying it. Um, usually that is either a flat dollar amount or it's a set up as a percentage. Um, and usually it's a relatively low percentage. Um, the highest that we typically see is about 5.75. Uh, that's using uh, a mutual fund with uh, a, a, an upfront cost structure uh, called a loaded fund. Um, typically, these are uh, labeled as A shares. Yeah, so that's a lot of jargon, right? A, a shares, no load, load funds, right? So all of that jargon is is really how the investment company or management company is getting paid. Right and, and the fees that that you will pay uh, for those people to essentially manage the fund that you've invested in. Now the second component is selling the the investment. So if it's a stock or an ETF, um, this is very very similar to uh, buying. Like you're paying a, a trading cost, which is typically a dollar amount, and then potentially a percentage as well. Most of the time when we're talking about stocks or ETFs, that percentage is somewhere between uh, maybe a half a percent to a percent. Um, more if it's lower dollar amounts. Uh, there's also ways to, to get around some of these fees and costs and structures. 
um, using advisory accounts where you're paying for advice and paying less uh, in, in terms of transaction costs. <clears throat> if you're talking about uh, uh, mutual funds, uh, this would show up in, in what's called a contingent deferred sales charge, which is just massive amounts of jargon. It basically means that if you sell it within a certain period of time, they are going to charge you a fee on the back end um, or upon selling it. Um, so it's important to understand what you've got and what the fees are um, before you, you know, purchase an investment. Yeah, I'm sure many of you listening have heard some sort of story out there of someone buying some sort of fund or I won't even get into different names just because I don't want to, there's a lot of stuff right. out there, but some sort of fund that either A, they couldn't get out of or B, the, the fee to get out of it um, was so much that it didn't they make were, sense. It didn't make sense. They were stuck there. And so that's Alex's point to understanding what it is you're investing in. Um, so th that, that's make sure, make sure you have that knowledge for that. Obviously, you want to have the knowledge of, of the fees as well, right? You know, we ran across a, a, a fund. Um, I'm not going to name the fund where the fees are quite high, right? It was above 5%. And the person didn't even realize that th that was the fee. Right. There was another case where uh, the client was being told like that the fee was essentially zero and it was just a massive sliding scale of anywhere from zero to two and a half percent. And so the, the client was being told zero and not being told, oh, yeah, that the, currently it's at 0.75 and it could go as high as two and a half. Was, yep. So we, you want to make sure you understand those fees because even if it's 1% more than you thought, 1% over a 30-year time horizon is a lot of money. Correct. Uh, the next component is the annual cost of the investment. Um, and so that is typically looked at in the form of like an expense ratio or uh, it's typically a percentage of the the assets to manage on an annual basis. Um, and this information is disclosed to you, but it's not going to necessarily show up on an account statement. It is going to be built into uh, the rate of return of whatever the underlying investment is, whether it's uh, a stock, an ETF, a mutual fund, or uh, other financial product. Yeah, the rate of return that you see on those, on those statements is net of these fees. So always most of it you can find out. And as Alex said, up front, you're signing these documents. You'll know what the fee is as long as you're reading the document, which don't get me started on how the document reads. They're not easy to read. So make sure that you're working with someone or you have someone of high, high trust that in your life to help, to help you with this, right? It, it, we're making it sound probably harder than what it is. It's just working with the right person so you understand what you're doing. It's that simple. Correct. So that takes us to the, the hidden costs, which I think that's a piece that most people don't even understand even exists. Yeah. So like if you're talking about uh, a, a bundled product, whether that's uh, a UIT, an ETF, a mutual fund, something of that nature, where you're owning a basket of goods, well, periodically that basket of goods is going to change. Whenever that occurs, there's going to be a transaction cost. And this could be a flat dollar amount. Uh, it could be, um, you know, one of the things that Ryan mentioned earlier was a market maker. 
And, and what this is, is that if you go to sell Microsoft and you're selling at 250, uh, somebody else is buying maybe at $250 and 10 cents. And so there is a 10 cent difference between what you're selling at and what somebody else is buying at. And the market maker is earning that 10 cents. With Microsoft, it's probably not that big because it's such a widely traded stock. Uh, but that that uh, that difference um, exit like the the smaller the company, the more thinly traded or or fewer shares are traded. Uh, typically, the bigger that spread is um, between uh, buyers and sellers, and the the market maker is pocketing that. If you're the buyer, you never actually see that there was a difference there. You just saw, oh, hey, I bought it at $250 a share. There might be a, a cost for the trade above and beyond that. Um, and you're going to see that the, the stock moved either up or down before or after the trade um, because it's constantly in motion. And so when you've got these investment managers, right, of funds, the more what we would call active of an investor you have managing that fund, the more, the more trading that they're doing, as Alex pointed out, there's fees with all of those trades. So when you have high volumes of trades and there's fees, who do you think might be paying those fees? Do you think the investment company is paying for it? Or do you think you, the investor is paying for it? Yeah, ultimately it gets passed along to you, the investor, um, and so the more transactions that are created, the the higher the hurdle is to clear to be able to to have a net profit. Yeah, and to be fair, if you're if the if the fund is made up of bonds and they're you know one year, two year, like short term duration bonds, there's going to be a high trading cost because that means that bond fund is constantly rebuying because the the duration is so small. But if you have another fund where the, the investment manager is doing a bunch of trades all of the time, well, then you have to take into consideration, okay, what, what is that fee costing you? And in the end, what's the net return coming, coming to you for that? Well, and, and we should identify that there's a little bit of a difference between a, a bond maturing and intentionally going and selling that bond. Fair. Um, so what Ryan was referencing is that the turnover ratio or the amount of turnover in the portfolio is going to be higher in a short-term duration bond portfolio because of that. Uh, the costs may not actually be that high if those bonds are maturing, we're allowing them to mature and we're just receiving our money back from them. Uh, there's transactions, but we're not necessarily uh, paying as much for those transactions. So that is a quick high level overview of fees, right? There's costs that you see and know and you sign documents knowingly. And then there's costs that you, you don't see that you need to understand how that's operating. It's not that that's bad. It's just an understanding of how the, the fee structure is. Uh, and it's important for you to, to ask and understand what the compensation structure is for uh, any advisor who's helping you. You know, how is it that they're being compensated and, and what in what way is that built into the, the existing uh, uh, structure or is it on top of the existing structure? Um, and you can, you, the, 
if you're working with a, a good professional, they'll be able to, to share with you the pros and cons of doing each different structure, why there's a benefit to doing uh, X versus Y, um, and just kind of walking you through, okay, here are the costs and here are the benefits. Um, having extra costs isn't necessarily a, a bad thing. Um, if there's no difference between the underlying structures, then yeah, there's there's a negative for the more cost. But if we're receiving a benefit for the extra cost, then it's not necessarily a bad thing. It, it all depends on what that benefit is and if it's important to you. 100%. We're, we're going to end this episode on some of you might have heard of these no-cost funds out there. And so we're going to end this conversation on a, a question back to you around those funds, right, Alex? Yeah. The question is, do you think that the investment company offering no-cost funds isn't profiting from running those funds? So we'll have you sit on that question. And if you really feel like uh, getting and answering that question, you can visit us at holistic-finance.com. And at the bottom of that page, there is a spot for you to uh, uh, email us. And so if you want to answer that question, if you have, or if you have questions for yourself, feel free to reach out to us. Uh, you know, the point of this, this podcast is to help naturopaths build your practice so you can help your patients and you have to be financially successful for that to happen. Otherwise you won't be in practice. So if this episode was valuable, please share it with your, your, your friends and other people you think that might get value out of it. And as always, Mr. Collins, make it a great day. This podcast is for informational purposes only and is not to be construed as tax, legal, or investment advice. Although the information has been gathered from sources believed to be reliable, please note that individual situations can vary. Therefore, the information should be relied upon only when coordinated with individual professional advice. Guest speakers and their firms are not affiliated with or endorsed by Park Avenue Securities, Guardian, or Quantified Financial Partners, and opinions stated are their own. Guardian, its subsidiaries, agents, and employees do not provide tax, legal, or accounting advice. Consult your tax, legal, or accounting professional regarding your individual situation. All investments and investment strategies contain risk and maintenance value. Ryan and Alex are registered representatives and financial advisors of Park Avenue Securities, LLC. OSJ333, North Indian Hill Boulevard, Claremont, California, 91701. Telephone 909-399-1100. Securities products and advisory services offered through Park Avenue Securities. Member FINRA, SIPC. Financial representatives of the Guardian Life Insurance Company of America, Guardian, New York, New York. Park Avenue Securities is a wholly owned subsidiary of Guardian. Quantified Financial Partners is not an affiliate or subsidiary of Park Avenue Securities or Guardian. Ryan Burklow, AR Insurance License Number 15319412, CA Insurance License Number 0K24924, Alexander Collins, AR Insurance License Number 7264699, CA Insurance License Number 0H24806. Pinpoint number 2021-122431, expiration June 2023.